0: Every week, Northern California homeowners like you turn to Ask the Contractors for the best products, information, and specialists to complete their home improvement projects. Now with more than 35 years of contracting experience locally, here's your host of Ask the Contractors, Todd Byrd. And welcome everyone. Welcome to AskTheContractors.com, your trusted contractor's resource. This is where we cut through it all and nail things down. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Todd Bird. Thanks for joining us on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Hey, check us out on the website, askthecontractors.com. Connect with our endorsed, trusted pros by searching our Sacramento Area Contractors Directory. These are the pros that I trust. Do you have a question you would like to ask me? Uh, Send me an email at askthecontractors.com. I want to know what's going on in your renovation life. What type of projects are you doing? What type of projects do you want to do? How about just asking me the questions on how to get started on a project? I can give you some great direction on your next renovation project. I'm going to dive into a little bit of news. We got an exciting show coming up. We got Michael Stretch coming up, uh, uh, president of the BIA in Northern California to talk about the big boom. Uh, We have John Renwick coming up from Remax Realty to talk about what's happening up in the Grass Valley, Nevada City area, another area that's on fire right now. Uh, He's a real estate agent with Remax. So a lot of good things happening on the show today. Let's dive into some news and get this show rolling. So what do I say? Put your hard hats on, strap on your tool belt, let's go. Americans borrowing bills. Billions for home improvement. This is actually a disappointing report, and I'll tell you why here in a second. A recent report shows Americans borrowed an estimated $16 billion in the past year for home improvements through friends, family, credit cards, payday loans, peer-to-peer lending, and personal loans. During the past 12 months, 5.5 million Americans borrowed funds for improvements to their home, Uh, on the average of a $3,000 loan average uh, is what they were borrowing for their home improvement. It must not be a very big project. It sounds more like maintenance and upkeep. Regarding the interest, those paying for renovations with credit cards paid in an additional uh, $297 on average in interest as opposed to other options that carry higher interest rates. The average over a 13-month period was 18.5%. Hey, if you have to borrow that kind of money to keep your home fixed up, two things are at play. You're getting desperate and you might not uh you might not belong in a home because you should not have to borrow hard money like this to keep your home maintained and kept up. Uh, chances are you have some equity in that home. If you do, do the smart thing. I know last week we had Troy Bird on here from Guild Mortgage. He'd tell you the same thing, and that is, you know what, re- finance your home. You'll get a much better interest rate and you could have a little bit more bang for your buck because now you'll have something to work with. You know, $3,000 is not going to get you a new kitchen or a new bathroom or put on a new roof or put new windows in or repair whatever those repairs are, dry rod underneath the toilet, whatever it is. $3,000 is not a whole lot of money. So it just seems to me you're scraping at the side of a barrel trying to make ends meet. And that's not the way you do a project. Chances are, You're going to get halfway through and then uh, uh, run out of money and then you have a a project half done. And that doesn't sit well with the family. How about this? Artificial intelligence could help the construction industry work faster and safer. Construction workers are killed on the job five times more often than any other laborers. Now, a new kind of construction worker, a data scientist, aims to use artificial intelligence to predict the likelihood of injury and intervene. Now, a Boston-based general contractor is developing an algorithm that analyzes photos from its job sites, scans them for safety hazards such as workers not wearing protective uh, equipment, and correlates the images with the accident records. The company is still fine-tuning the technology, but Improv-2 safety briefings can be held when an elevated threat is detected. You know that's really interesting because over the years, not so much on my residential projects, but on the commercial projects that I've done over the years, that is that is the first thing you do when the gates are open, the first thing you do is you gather all your workers, your subcontractors, whoever's on the job. I don't care if it's a delivery driver. You have to have that safety meeting. You have to get everyone together. You have to talk about what you're going to do that day and how safely you're going to accomplish it. Uh, concrete guys out there, sheet rockers, electricians, plumbers, roofers, framers, uh, ladders. What's the statistic? Uh, 65,000 people a year end up in the emergency ward from improperly using a ladder. You know, remember that scene in Clark Griswold's Christmas Vacation where he's up there putting the lights on and he's moving the ladder by bouncing it and he's two stories up? Folks, there's people who actually do that, (laughs) so don't do that. You want to be safe out there when you do your next home project. If you're not sure how to use a tool, don't use it at all. Hire someone who knows how to use it. So that's that's my uh, safety tip of the day today. If you want some more tips on how to keep yourself safe, go to my website, askthecontractors.com. We're all out there doing the Saturday and Sunday projects, the weekend projects. I want to keep you safe out there. I can't emphasize that enough. So send it to me to askthecontractors.com. Speaking of that, we have a question from Gene in Yuba City. As you know, I love getting your emails, asking the questions of askthecontractors.com. And to help me answer this question, I have Paul Reeves on the phone, owner of Reeves Construction here in Sacramento, very fine contractor. The question is, what are the must-have tools I should have in my tool bag and what is the tool that you've depended on the most since you've been a contractor? And this is a great question of askthecontractors.com. And by the way, Paul is one of our trusted pros on askthecontractor.com. Paul, welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Todd. How are you doing? How's business? How, how are you doing right now?
1: Well, you know, it's the beginning of summer, so we're all just buried with phone calls and customers and work and everybody has needs. And so we're normally in the winter, we're a month booked ahead. and Right now we're two, you know,
0: isn't that wonderful. And again, as you know, I've been a contractor for well over 30 years and we're just telling people I don't want to turn down business because I remember the hungry years. If you're a contractor in business, as long as you and I've been in business, those hungry years are they're 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 unforgettable you you cannot erase them from your mind so you just tell people in fact you beg them please wait for me Please, please wait for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, you just keep a a running list and you just update everybody every couple weeks. Okay, we just finished one. Now everybody moves up a number.
0: Exactly. And And you keep communicating uh, with them that, hey, you're coming up. Hey, hey, Paul, since I have you on the line, can you toot your horn a little bit? I know that uh, you're located here in Sacramento. You're a fourth generation construction business. Tell me a little bit about Reeves Construction.
1: Okay. So my email, it's paul at... Reeves construction com. just spell out construction spell out site. site e.com and uh, you'll get me you can call or text to 916-805-9809 and I you know we have admin help in the office but you know I answer the phone
0: nice you I like that I like a phone. contractor that picks the phone up and answers it and you talk directly to that contractor. If you can't write Paul's information down, it'll be on askthecontractors.com. Paul is in our directory. This is a guy you can trust, everyone. Okay, Paul, with all that being said, I'm going to have some fun with you, okay? Here's the question from Gene in Yuba City, and it says here, I've been a do-it-yourselfer for years. When there are small jobs, medium jobs around the house, I tackle them. Over the years, I've been accumulating tools in my tool bag, but they never get taken out of my bag. Tools go in, but never back out. I have a tape measure. I have pencils. I have nails. I have all those fun things that go into my bag. None of them ever come out. Here's Gene's question. What are the must-have tools I should have in my tool bag? And second, what is the tool that you've depended on the most over the years being a contractor? Go ahead and answer that, Paul.
1: Uh, (laughs) The one that's on my waist right now, Leatherman Wave. Really? Yeah, it's a brand name, but it's a verb. Okay. You you say Leatherman, and it could be twenty five different brands, and everybody knows what you're talking about. And I carry one on my waist all day, every day, even on the weekends when my wife wants to know why. And that's the one thing that's always in the bag, other than the tape measure, of course.
0: Right, tape measure's a but, must.
1: Um, and so I was telling the producer earlier today, this phone broke, and uh, I had to have the screen made, replaced, and it was like, gosh, I was without my phone for 45 minutes, my business is going to end, and life will stop. <laughs> and I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I'm like a 14-year-old girl, what is this? You know, I'm, and you and I should talk about, remember the old days when, when we had pagers
0: Oh, listen, Paul, you just tripped off a story in my head. I can still drive around Sacramento. And remember where the phone booths were that I would stop and call my client or check in with my wife who took my messages at the time. Yeah. I and I would keep quarters. I still do this day in my in my truck yep. is filled yep. with quarters and change. That's right. And I still do that. I just out of habit, all my change goes into the ashtray because I needed to make phone calls and this pre, this predates uh pagers. For crying out loud. Or I had my special little places, Abba Dabba Rentals or Action Rentals or wherever I would go, I would say, can I borrow your phone? I have to call my client, you know? So yeah,
1: that's that's great. Well, you remember our old suppliers always had just the generic phone on the counter for all of us to use.
0: And they always asked you, make sure it's not long distance because we'll get charged for it. Right, no
1: long distance. You know, who are you calling? You calling Dad? Yeah, I'm calling Dad.
0: Okay, my favorite thing... Is a Swiss Army knife. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That that does work, by the way. I do have one of those in my truck. (laughs) How many times have you had to pull that out, get the screwdriver, because you forgot one? You know, over the years, I've done a lot of decking, fencing, patio covers, and my favorite thing to have, first of all, is a good string line with a bob. And the second, a T square. I love my T square. It, It just, I know that sounds funny to you folks out there, but T squares, it just, I have cut. So many cool cuts with that, and I have built so many patio covers and decks, and that T-square has been with me forever. I have the old metal kind.
1: Well, I'm sitting here at my desk looking at one that someone built before I bought this house, so yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just all these things are so important. Hey, I want you out there. Shoot us a question at askthecontractors.com, and Paul, I can't thank you enough for being on with me today. Thank you so very much. That's Paul Reeves, Reeves Construction. If you want to hook up with Paul and have him estimate your next project, Paul's the go-to guy. That's askthecontractors.com, Reeves Construction, and by the way, folks, again, he's one of our trusted pros on askthecontractors.com. I tell you what, if you're a business out there, a supplier, anything to do with construction and the construction industry, look us up. Go to thecontractors.com and fill out a simple form. If you can cut the mustard, we can have you on our website. And trust me, we will promote you. If you're a homeowner and you're looking to do a project on your home, you want to go to our trusted pros on askthecontractors.com. Again, everyone, I'm Todd Bird. Thank you so much for staying with us on this show. Hey, in this segment, I want to recap on some of the things we talked about in the show. First of all, safety. We hit this at the beginning of the show. I want you to be safe when you do your next project. Uh, I want to talk about tools a little bit. I recently, uh, uh, we recently, my wife and I lost uh, her father, my father-in-law, And the task came to going through his tools. He was a sheet rocker by trade, and he died at the age of 92, wonderful man, and uh, uh, we miss Stan very much. In fact, uh, uh, last week on Father's Day was my wife's first Father's Day without her dad, and it was kind of a tough day, a tough day on her because I, I saw her reflect on her father quite a bit. Uh, but one of the things I want to tell you about her father was he kept every tool that there is under the sun. And I've gone through all his toolboxes and kind of organizing and what's, what's can be used, what can't be used. And it's so funny on how some of us collect tools and we're afraid to get rid of them because they are so sentimental to us. Why dad needed 16 crescent, crescent wrenches. I have no idea why dad needed 30 some plus needle nose pliers. I have no idea why he had probably well over a hundred screwdrivers, all straight. Not one was a Phelps head until I opened another drawer and then I found that that pile of uh, screwdrivers. That's not always necessary. We kind of like we our tools become so personal to us, right on up to our tool belt, to our favorite tape measure, to our favorite hammer. It's 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 a sentimental thing if you love your tools, but let's go into safety a little bit. How do we use our tools? Of course, I don't think you're going to break your arm with a crescent wrench or you're going to damage yourself too badly with the needle nose pliers. However, when it comes to the bigger tools like skill saws, uh, you know, do you know how to use a skill saw? Uh, I'm an experienced person with a skill saw. And yes, I've nipped my finger a couple of times in my, in my 30 plus year career. You have to be careful. You have to always be aware when you're around tools and people are using tools around you. You know, there's a proper way to use a drill. There's a proper way to use a skill saw. There's a, there's a proper way to use a table saw. You know, when you're running that, uh, that wood through and you're thinning it down to make a piece of trim, you want to make sure your fingers are out of the way when you're moving things in. In your, in your shop or in your garage. You want to make sure you have gloves on, protect your hands. You want to make sure that, uh, that you don't hurt your hands, uh, get blisters on it. Those blisters stay a long time. I know these things sound little, but I'll tell you what, when you get injured with a tool, it could be a lasting thing forever. I had a carpenter friend of mine last week actually took off part of the tip of his finger in a table saw. You don't want that. He's going to be fine, but part of his finger will never, ever mend again. So, if you're a do-it-yourselfer, make sure you know your limitations on your tools. And I want to give you an example: uh, rental agencies. If you need a tool. You don't want to just go out and buy a tool that you're going to use one or two times. You want to maybe go to a rental yard. There's several of them here in Sacramento, Action Rentals being one of them. Great company in the South area. And you want to rent that tool. There's no reason why you should go out and buy a post hole digger for $1,200 when you're rebuilding your fence in your backyard and you have to dig 12 or 15 holes. That's kind of a dumb, dumb thing to do. You want to go to a rental yard. When you're at that rental yard, you want to make sure that they properly show you how to use that tool. It's just, that's the type of tool. And I'm using a auger, a, a post hole digger as an example, you know, but there's other tools you can, you can rent that if you're not real experienced in it in using that tool, and you have the slightest doubt that you, you, you know what you're doing, you don't want to do it. You want to hire someone that does it every day. You want to keep yourself safe, folks. Um, You know, if you don't own a skill saw and you'd have to get a project done and you've never owned one, yet you're going to go to your local hardware store and buy one, you probably probably should not be using it. That's not a time to trial and error on how to use that tool. And I, I emphasize on skill saws because that blade is going around very, very fast. And if that guard does not come down properly or in a timely fashion... Wamo, you're going to have that thing laying right into your leg or into your arm. It is. It could be very, very devastating to get hurt by a construction tool. So you want to be very, very careful out there. Um, Another thing is ladders. Ladders are one of the most common ways to hurt yourself. Make sure that you're safe when you're on a ladder. My suggestion is if you're out using a ladder, have your neighbor come over and stand next to the ladder. Have your wife or significant other out there, assuming it's you on the ladder. Maybe you'll make your wife go up the ladder and you can hold it for. Whoever feels more comfortable on the ladder should be on the ladder, but someone should always be with you. You know, I kind of take for granted on the job sites, people are on ladders all the time, but there are people on around the person on the ladder. So that if something were to go wrong, you can get help immediately. In fact, I have this saying for quite a long time, and that is, when in doubt, hire it out. Uh, you just say, keep, keep yourself for the uh, uh, spare yourself for the for the smaller projects. The painting, painting's a wonderful thing. The to dude together as a couple. If you're uh, if your significant other and you are fixing up your home, painting's a wonderful thing to do in the afternoon or take a weekend and paint that room or paint the bathroom. Uh, but again, you want to be careful if it comes to sanding and you're in a Fab Forty home and that you have ten layers of paint. You want to be careful if you're sanding that wood or the, the trim, whatever you're painting, make sure you have the pr- proper uh, mask on so you're not breathing that stuff into your lungs. What was put on those that wood 40 years ago is probably not as safe as what you're using today. So you want to make sure you have the proper gear on to keep your respiratory system safe from harm. Uh, you want to make sure that uh, when you're working on your projects around the home, if you have children involved and they're around, make sure that they're not curious about the p- tools. I I have this habit when I'm working in my yard, uh, cause I have four beautiful grandchildren. They're always curious about what I'm doing in the yard. When I leave my tools and I can't see them physically, I unplug them, unplug them and move the cord away so that a curious kid does not go over and maybe want to play with something that they should not be touching. You want to keep those kids safe too. And a lot of us adults were just not mindful of that uh, because we're so into our project. So you want, to, you want to be careful on that. Hey, and, and changing subjects here, again, I want to emphasize what we talked about earlier in the show with Paul, and that is being prepared for your for your project, not only having the right tools, but making sure that your project is well planned out, the materials you're going to need, how you're going to approach it. I tell people that if it's just a small project, don't be afraid to sketch it out, sketch it out, make a proper material list. Uh, I have this running joke in my house that uh, I have a local hardware store, Amy's Hardware, and every time I go to fix my sprinklers, it ends up being, I'm guilty of this. I'm I'm admitting this on the air. I'm guilty of not always being prepared, and it ends up meaning six trips to Amy's Hardware. And, uh, you know, I forgot the the elbow. I forgot this cap. I forgot make a list and i and i i need to heed by my own my own advice make a list before you go to the hardware store cuz you think about it you have the weekend to do a project you have limited time to do it you want to make sure you can accomplish that project in that day or that weekend so the more prepared you are the better off you are and again i go back to what i said a minute ago when in doubt hire it out There's nothing shameful about not being able to do a project. I being a contractor for as long as I've been well over 30 years, there's projects I don't do because I don't feel comfortable doing them. Roofing is one of them. I'm not going to get up on my roof. I know how to put a roof on, did many roofs in my, in my youth, but At my age, 58 years old, I don't want to climb up on a roof and start putting shingles on a roof off a ladder. It's just not what I want to do. So I am smart enough to hire that project out. How about concrete work? Concrete work, if you're pouring a patio, uh, I remember in my my younger days in the business, if I was doing something around the house, I'd have all my buddies come over and we'd pour that patio. And it was a lot of hard work. Would I do that now? No, I would hire a concrete company to come over and they would, uh, you know, they'll have the proper pumps. They'll have the proper mix for me on what I'm doing on my property, whether it be a driveway, whether it be a patio, whether it be walk, ways, whether it be a small foundation for a uh, uh, for a tough shed or something like that in the garden. Um, you know, and any of these projects that I'm describing to you right now, I got news for you. There's an easy way to hire a contractor. You go to askthecontractors.com. They're my trusted pros. Just pick out your project, figure out what you want to do, and then go to askthecontractors.com. These are the people I trust The most the list of pros, they're unbelievable. You can contact them directly. You do not have to go through me. You don't have to have my blessing. Go to askthecontractors.com. You already have my blessing just by the nature of them being on the website. These are good people, just like we talked to Paul earlier in the business. We talked to John Rendrick uh, from Remax. Um, All these people I trust. So go to my directory, use these people. Hey, I tell you what, I had a great time this weekend with you. The show was awesome. Thanks for being with me on this show. It was a fun ride. Thanks for staying with me. Askthecontractors.com. Have a great Sunday, everyone.